Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the studios at Silbert Ranch in the Northwoods of Wisconsin. And this is a show that we just enjoy hanging out, having conversations, talking about um, anything kind of going on in the world or in life or as it pertains to our Christian faith. And it's just a great dialogue to be able to, to talk. Um, and, and I think it's a refreshing. I mean, people keep listening. Yeah. So uh, I just encourage you if, you, if you haven't listened to us before, hang on for the ride. If you have, you know, feel free to go to your favorite um, podcasting website and you could download it and or, or like it, subscribe to it. That way, you know, when there's new episodes and all that coming yep. out, you can you can listen to it. But we've been doing it long enough where I think we're over almost 600, 500 Close. different episodes, yep. which is crazy. It's kind of fun. Yeah, you know, in the world, there's so many arguments that go on and disagreements, especially between generations. Yeah. There really is a lot of things that we agree on. Yes. And and a lot of things that we need to learn from the Bible that say, you know, here's here's really what the Scripture's saying. We need to abide by it. Yeah. And and part of the fun is, is finding the agreement points, not always the disagreement points, because mm-hmm. you can disagree in generation to generation on anything you want. That's right. Uh, but one of the things you realize is that the principles that really guide life are going to stay the same. Mm-hmm. The methods and the ways that things are worked out are all going to be different. Yeah. Uh, if you listen to our last episode, we talked about electronics and screens and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, when I was young and when you were young, those weren't even around. Right. So in that sense, when we were young, it was different. However, you're... You had a lot more entertainment options than I did when I was young. Mm-hmm. And then as you get older, things just change a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it's so easy. The whole world right now seems to focus on what they disagree on. And if they disagree enough, they pull out a gun, start shooting somebody. And, and I guess I'll show you kind of attitude. And, and it, it gets sick after a while. I mean, it was sick that the um, Kansas City Chiefs, regardless of what you think about the Chiefs and winning or whatever else it might be in the Super Bowl, yeah. they have a, a big parade, and there's people that are shot there. I think when the last basketball championship was, I think it was in Denver, there was a shooting. Mm. It's like, you know, we as a culture are, are getting away from being able to do anything together because somebody has to make a statement about how much they hate somebody Yeah, in the process. And it's like, you don't need to hate people. You yeah. can disagree with people and still live your life and respectfully go through life and, and care for the people. In fact, the Bible tells us that you need to love your enemies. Yeah. And if I were to ask you what that meant, Jason, any idea? I mean, if somebody comes to love my enemies, that's a, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. How do you do that? I mean, it, you just treat them like a person. All right. You know? What would you do if you love somebody? You would want what's best for them. Yeah. You would pray for them. Mm-hmm. You would help meet their needs. Yeah. All right. If you loved somebody, you're looking at them saying, what can I do to make their life the best it can be? Yeah. Now, you may not have that opportunity with an enemy, Mm -hmm. but that's what God tells us to do no matter who. Those we love, obviously, those who are our enemies, we're to love them, we're to pray for them, we're to help them see the error of their ways. If if it is an error and not an error in our ways, mm-hmm. you know, we too can turn people away just by being idiots at times and saying things we shouldn't say and doing things we shouldn't do. Right. Um, so we need to be careful. Sometimes we're the enemy probably in that sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very well. But yeah. I would encourage everyone listening, look for ways to have a civil dialogue and have a uh, – a real dialogue rather than trying always to argue and win an argument. Mm. 
the only people that have to win an argument all the time, they have very fragile ego egos. Mm-hmm. And and in order to have feel good about themselves, they need to win a debate of some yeah. sort. Yeah. Um, debates don't have anything to do with right or wrong, though. No. Like if I were to say, go look at the presidential debates when they come up and decide who is right. Would you be able to? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. In fact, it, it, rhetoric or words that people use, um, debates don't really determine anything. Um, when I was younger and I took, um, and you had to do debates, I forget for what class because I didn't take a debate class, so it had to be something else that we were debating in. Mm-hmm. You, you you could take a side you didn't even believe in and you could win. Yeah. Because it had nothing to do with whether you were talking truth or not. It had to do with how eloquent you were. Right. So people work at being eloquent, not because they want to share truth with you, but because they want to win an argument. Mm-hmm. Be very careful. Yeah. And uh, our society, unfortunately, has gotten that way. And companies actually hire people, influencers, whatever it might be, that are eloquent and, and make their case. And it sounds good. But I, I think everybody has to have a criterion for finding truth. Mm-hmm. Because uh, let's go through a list of things that, that people use to determine truth. Okay. Okay. So if I'm trying to find out the truth, um, some people use majority opinion. Mm-hmm. Is that valid? No. Why wouldn't that be valid? If, if, most, if I came to you, if your son came to you and said, well, most people think this, whatever it is. Doesn't that make it true then? No. So I can't rely on a majority of opinion to help me know what truth is. Correct. So when we have an election in our country, that's not a true or false thing. No. It's just an election. It's just an election. So when the Supreme Court has a majority vote on one way, that, that doesn't necessarily mean it's true or not true. Nope. It just means that's what the majority say the Constitution says. Absolutely. Very interesting because yeah. that's one of those things that people go back to all the time. It's like if a majority of people, I don't know how many young people have ever used that argument with their parents that everyone else is. Oh, my boys, you know, as, especially as they get a little bit older, I've, I've heard that phrase yeah. quite, quite a bit. And you probably used it once or twice yourself when you were young. Well, I used I used it. The phrase that my dad did at the time. That's yeah, there you phrase. go. It, it, some you know, things don't change some through generations. Change. Well, we're not everybody. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're not everybody. We're this family, yes. You know, well, I don't leave it there. I try to explain it, you know, because yeah. just saying that isn't helpful either. Okay, so so a majority actually cannot determine truth. No. Now, here's the funny part. A majority could. It could, but. It, it, but that's not the criterion. That's not the, yeah. That's not what decides one way or the other. The majority yeah. might align with the truth, right? but they don't decide the truth. And that's, I think that's hard for young people to sort out because it, there are times where the majority should rule. Yeah. Okay, so let's say people are debating whether on a corner street in their neighborhood there should be four stop signs or two. All right, something that's somewhat irrelevant yeah. to, to most people. Well, how do you determine... How many stop signs? Well, you could take it to a vote, and the most wins. Yeah. All right? So then you start politicking, if you want to call it, to try and get people to sway your way so you can get as many stop signs as you think is important to have there. Mm-hmm. But that's not a, a right-wrong thing. No. 
but we mistakenly think it's a right wrong thing. Mm -hmm. So I want everyone that's listening to us to understand, make sure you sort that out because a majority opinion is just that. It's just a majority Majority opinion. opinion. Yeah, Yeah. It has nothing to do with right or wrong. And if God says something and everybody else, if the majority in your world, if the majority in your church go against what God says, then the majority is wrong Mm -hmm. because God is going to be right in his word. And that's what we have to understand. And there are some things that you have to go back to and say, okay, this, this is the way it is. So, so truth. So another thing people determine truth by is feelings. This just feels right. Yeah. Can we determine truth by that? No. No. And, and why would you say that? I mean, if, if I'm in the middle of something, it just feels so right. It just, how can it not be right? Well, I mean, feelings can go both ways. Okay. You know. And they change. And they change. And sometimes in the moment, they could lead you, you know. I mean, you're married now at some point. Right. You fell in love with your wife. And right. it felt good. Yeah. But I'm sure you dated somebody else before your wife. I did. Didn't feel as good. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make that clear. <laughs> so, uh, feelings are one of those yeah. things. You know, I wouldn't, yeah. you know, they can align with truth. Right. But then they also could be. De- so feelings well. can't determine truth. No. But it doesn't mean you don't have them. Right. So you can you can feel. Can you feel badly about truth? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so I can think. You know, I I really feel like I want to eat ice cream three meals a day or whatever. And when I'm told I can't, I can feel pretty badly that I can't do that. But. Mm-hmm. It doesn't determine truth. Right. It's just a it's just feeling. The, yeah. Okay, I think that's really hard for our culture to understand because right. the feelings get so massive to them that they begin to determine truth and, and validity by how they feel. Mm-hmm. So feelings can't do it, and a majority can't do it. Uh, how else do you think people determine truth? Um, by... Trusting other people. Okay. Just trusting other people. Someone who, uh, it, why would you trust somebody? Because you value their opinion. You value their opinion and you've seen them and whatever. Now, the... the well, Dave thinks it's true, so it's got to be true. Exactly. Now, here's, here's what we have to understand about every human being. Every human being is sinful. And we do need to live in a way where people can trust us. But Dave Wager... Uh, Jason Kemper, everyone you meet is still in development. They're still growing. Yeah. So I don't think they would tell you something. Like if I'm talking to you, I don't think you would tell me something intentionally that wouldn't be true. Correct. Right. But it doesn't mean that because you say it's true that it is. Right. I wouldn't know that. And and I wouldn't know it because you're just like I am. You're on this journey to find truth and and. For example, I think the Bible is one thing where you can you can read the Bible, you can talk about it, you can see. For example, if I were to say, um, "What is leadership?" Uh, the the standard answer would be somebody has followers. Mm-hmm. So then I would say, "Okay, so if I were teaching leadership, my favorite person to teach leadership with in the Bible is Ezekiel. Mm-hmm. Nobody followed him. Yeah. So I just ruined the definition." Of leadership. Yeah. Leadership, if you were to look it up, is defined as a noun, and I use it as a verb. Hmm. 
So here's what I'm suggesting. I'm suggesting that people take stuff like that and discuss it mm-hmm. to try and find the truth. Yeah. Not necessarily. Now, the, the truth lies somewhere between, okay, maybe we wouldn't use the word, the English word leadership for Ezekiel. Maybe we would. Um, but in the end, you're trying to define what, you know, how does somebody look that does what they're supposed to do and is in a position where others are watching them, like Ezekiel, yeah. and does it mean that people will actually follow you? Because if leadership is just about people following you, you can do that. Mm-hmm. I can get people to follow me, just give them what they want. I can give them money, I can give them. So, so getting people to follow me doesn't mean I'm a leader. Mm-hmm. And then I immediately I can hear the arguments on the other side. Well, yeah. that's the definition of leadership, is having people follow you. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'm not sure then that Christians should be leaders. Hmm. Not in that sense, because yeah. I don't want to manipulate or do things to get people to follow me. I think the Bible uses the word disciple, and, and discipleship is followership. Yep. And so I think that's the word I would use instead of leadership. Yeah. However, I also think the Bible teaches leadership, where the Apostle Paul says to Timothy, you follow me, mm-hmm. and I'll follow God. That's the leadership thing. There's following going on there, and Absolutely. that's a good thing. Yep. So now what I just did is take people in a full circle about, okay, you're trying to find a truth of something. Yeah. Uh, you realize that it's a little fuzzy if you say leadership, what you're talking about. Go to the Bible, start take a look at some examples, and start getting the truth from the scriptures that are true and know that God's word is what's true, and we're still growing trying to learn what truth is. Yeah. And as long as you have that in your mind, you'll realize, okay, everyone's growing yeah. and changing. So we have to be careful that uh, majority doesn't determine it, mm-hmm. doesn't determine truth, that feelings don't determine truth, that even individuals around us, even as much respect as we have from they don't determine the truth. Right, right. Um, in fact, can you determine truth or does it need to be discovered you you got to discover it right so if i'm trying to establish truth that's the wrong idea in mm-hmm. the first place because truth is already established right uh if you're a doctor you study how the body works that yep. kind of thing it's not like you say well i want the liver to do this yeah good luck no no that's not how it works you you discover what the liver does then you see when the liver doesn't do what it's supposed to do mm-hmm. and you try and bring it back to do what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the truth stuff. Yep. Um, when you go into the Bible and you read the Bible, you don't go into the scriptures to try and prove a point. Mm-hmm. You go to discover truth. Right. That's a different approach. Yeah. If I'm just going in to prove a point, I'm looking up things to try and throw them at you and say, you're wrong, and I'm trying to, you know, maybe I'm prideful, whatever it might be. So I have to be careful of that. I want to make sure the truth is discovered. So the words that so far we've thrown around are, you can't, um, you can't manipulate truth for one thing, but it can't be from a majority rule. Mm-hmm. So truth can't be from just feelings, which I would throw in there, emotions, urges, desires, mm-hmm. whatever, the, all under the headline of feelings. Of feelings, yeah, right. Okay, so you can't determine truth by feelings. 
you can't determine truth just because somebody in your life you've decided to trust. And that person said this, so that's it. So you should always be able to verify the mm-hmm. truth. Actually, truth is pretty narrow. Yeah. By that I mean um, it's it's not where you can have a lot of things true in, in most areas. For example, if I had something, uh, I'm wearing a gray fleece. Yeah. Okay, and, and I would ask you, how many colors isn't this? A lot. Yeah. I don't know, even know how many colors there are, but, <laughs> but this is the only color it is. Yeah. So, so there's one color of it. Yep. And and if I came back to you and said that's very that's very narrow minded of you, well, how would you respond to a statement like that? Be like Dave, you're silly. Yeah, I mean that's the only response because it's like no, it's gray. It's all the other colors. No matter what you hold up to it, all the other colors, it's not right. Well, isn't that the definition of narrow-mindedness? So in order for you to be true, you have to be narrow-minded on certain issues. Right. So if I walk outside and um, the sun is not shining, it's, it's, it's up there, but it's hidden by clouds. It's like January in Wisconsin. Now there's no sun. And you and I are walking, I go, isn't that sun beautiful? You'd be looking at me going, there is no sun. Why? Because there's a truth there. Mm-hmm. So now you're, all you're doing is judging by something that's absolutely true. Yeah. And, and, and so I could go, oh, you're so narrow. You don't understand the broader sense of what I'm saying. The, the, the sun sheds light even through the cloud. It's fine, Dave. You're, you're stretching this one out a little bit. <laughs> um, I think it's important because right now, gener- the generation that's growing up, one of the things is I read about how they're they're learning and they don't know how to find out truth. Mm. Yeah. So if you're a young person, I, I suggest you understand the value of being narrow-minded when there's truth. Yeah. Because truth will always be that way. It will always be narrow-mindedness. Uh, a frog is a frog. It's not a horse. We can look at a frog or a horse, and you can name every other animal that you know of that it's not. Mm-hmm. You're not narrow-minded because you call it by the name that it is. And and the society in which we live in today, for some reason, keeps trying to authorize. It's okay if you believe a horse is a cow. It's like, no. No. Or in some cases, it's okay if you believe a boy is a girl or a or marriage should be about this. Or, no, the Bible, there's a truth there. Mm-hmm. You know, the truth is that God made male and female, made them different. Yeah. That God actually has females, they're made to give birth to children. Males are not. Mm-hmm. So there's a difference there. Dave, you're so narrow-minded. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. Yeah. But but it, it brings me to the truth. I'm narrow-minded only on the truth side. Mm-hmm. Not on, you can come in and say, what's the best genre of music? There's no truth there. Right, right. So you can believe, you can even make your choice on feelings, I guess, on that one. I, you know, there is no truth on that one. Uh, and if you're arguing that, then you've got another issue because there there isn't. Or um, what is the best food to eat for breakfast? 
it's different for everybody. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure I'm going to find truth here. Right, right. Um, and I think, though, that our whole culture, you have to, you have to guard it a little bit because our whole culture is getting to the point where it's hard to find truth. Hmm. And if I'm young right now and I'm trying to find truth in life and I'm letting all the voices in my head, the voices of television, Hollywood, the voices on, online, the voices in social media, I'm letting all of them in my head, here's what's going to happen. You're going to be a confused person. Mm-hmm. And if you're a confused person, you're going to act confused. Yeah. And the fruit of that is really anxiety, depression, that kind of stuff. Because you you don't see any purpose in life and you don't see any rationale behind it. And anybody can say anything and be right and it doesn't make any sense to you. So life doesn't make sense to you then. Yeah. Um, so I encourage people, you know, you need to start with the Bible and start with the truth. If you don't know where to start, you go to the book of Genesis and in the book of Genesis, right at the beginning, Genesis one, one says in the beginning, God. Yeah. All right. And I would stop right there. Your life needs to reflect that truth. You weren't in the beginning. It wasn't in the beginning, Jason. It wasn't in the beginning, Dave. It's in the beginning. God. God. Yeah. All right. Now, now what does that mean? means I wasn't there in the beginning. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. the truth. So if you want to understand the beginning, who do you go to? You go to God. He was there. Yeah. Now, now we begin. And some people might say, well, you, that's what the Bible says. Yep. That's what it says. It's either right or it's wrong. Mm-hmm. You need to go think about that. Um, and, and I could be very narrow-minded on some, th- some other things as well, like... Uh, and I've used this illustration in messages at camp, but, you know, obviously somebody designed this pen. Mm-hmm. Somebody made it with a purpose. Somebody manufactured this pen. And if you were to say, oh, no, Dave, that pen just came into existence by itself, came here, fell on the floor right here, and you could use it, I would look at you and say, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. And I'm only talking about a pen. I'm not talking about the sun, the universe, or anything else. I think when you read the scriptures, Truth also makes sense. Yeah. In the beginning, God created. So look at things and you realize there's a plan. Yeah. Like the pen. Um, or like we talked about earlier, male, female makes sense. Women are made so that they can have children one day. Men are not. That makes sense. See, when you look at truth, mm-hmm. it begins to sort itself out and you go, well, you know what? That that actually, I'm not confused anymore. Yeah. God tells us that we need to love one another. That's just not a phrase. That That's for real. It means I need to look at, at Jason and think, what can I do to make you the best Jason that you can be? Yeah. How can I help you? How can I pray for you? How can I, that's what I need to do. That's when you care about somebody else. He tells me to love God and it, it, it actually defines it for me it's it's that i should obey god when i obey god i love god yeah all right so i go through the bible now and i start saying okay in the beginning god in the beginning god created he created the heavens and the earth so now when i go out at night and i look at the stars i can talk to god about the wonder of his creation absolutely so all of a sudden i start living in the truth Mm -hmm. and really i think everybody that's listening wants to live Deep down in their heart, they're made to want to live in the context of the truth. Mm-hmm. 
so as you and as you love your wife and you're dedicated to her and she loves you and you're dedicated and she's dedicated to you and and you're dedicated to your family doesn't that don't you think that's right mm-hmm. there's a certain you look at it and go oh yeah that that's how it's supposed to be that's what i want that's good Here's what you don't want, self-centeredness, where you and your wife hate each other. You start wanting to be apart. You get a, a divorce. That's not how God made it in the first place. And and you, your kids are a burden. What kind of household is that? Mm. Nobody wants to live in that house. Mm-hmm. However, husband who loves wife, wife that loves husband, dedicated to each other for their life, to be pure with each other, dedicated in, in, to their families, that's the family I want to live in. Mm-hmm. So when you do it God's way, you look at it and you say, that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Okay, well, that's what I want then. I want to find out God's plan for the family. Mm-hmm. I want to find out his plan for marriage. I want to find out, okay, if He made me, if God made me a male or a female, I'm thankful. Yeah. And I'm going to live in the context of that because he made me that way. I'm going to love the people around me because that's what God made me to do. And again, I go into the scriptures and I get really thrilled that, that God didn't make anything so difficult we couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. He made it so that we could do it. Absolutely. And uh, I've been married now 44 years at the recording of this. Just about 44 years. In another month, it'll be 44 years. And and I'm I'm so thankful that we've been able to live out what God has said. I wouldn't want it any other way. I wouldn't want to be enemies with my wife. I wouldn't want to live in a way that's self-centered in that sense. I'm glad God made a design and that we could follow it so that we knew what to do. Yeah. And I promise any young person that's listening to us, you're going to want to do things God's way. And when you don't, you will suffer from anxiety, depression, all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. So, and the best way, I know you have um, three sons. I do. And the best way for you to teach that to them is to be an example of the truth. Yeah. Not, not necessarily lecture them, yeah. but be an example of the truth to them. Mm-hmm. Um, to be able to set up rituals, if you want to call it, or expectations that, that they can count on. We like that kind of thing. We like being, uh, for example, sitting down at a, at a, at a meal together. Yeah and actually talking through the day, if you do that every day, that's a good expectation to have. Why? Because you're looking at each other. It's relational. There's no phones. There's nothing getting in the way. You, you just do what's right, and you do what's relational. And in the end, you're, you're thrilled because the confusion about what family should be and how people should act isn't there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only confusion that will come to your boys is if they start, if you do that, is, is when they start looking at those outside your family and wondering why their families are that way and yours isn't, and they're confused. Yeah. And that's where your example can live throughout time. So. Yeah. And I think, I think the more you look away from truth, the more confusion there is. Absolutely. Because God, God didn't create it to be confused. And he's not a God of confusion. He tells us that. Right, right. There's order in everything, yep. and that's where, that's where we think. And so I, I just encourage you just to take a step back and, and – and uh, in a day, just look and see where you're you're pursuing truth in your life, and how you can share that with the next generation, especially in this whole concept of mistruth and 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 distruth. Right. Um, because we we face a lot of it. 
And so just encourage you to go back to the truth. You can know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Absolutely. That's all the time that Jason and Dave here on Younger and Older. I thank you for joining us and encourage you to, to re-listen to this one, be encouraged, or check out other podcasts. Take care. See you next time.